for joining us, and we welcome you to Sunday Morning Live. That is SNL Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Today is Sunday, September the 5th. 2021, this is your hostess, Sister Maria. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m.
encourage you to call upon the name of Jesus. The Bible said the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous can run into it and be saved. The Bible said that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Whatever you do, whatever the circumstance is, give it over to the Lord. Bless your Lord Jesus. Just apply his name as the ointment. Apply his name as the medicine. Apply his name in every situation. He's a strong tower. He's a strong tower. I know this for myself. He's a strong tower. And I want to I want to encourage you again. When you're calling on the name of Jesus, don't stop and do other things. If you have work, I understand that. If you're driving down the street, give that drive your attention. But when you're in the sanctuary of God, He deserves your undivided attention. Don't do anything else while you're in the sanctuary except what the purpose and the reason that you pressed your way to get there. And that is to be in the presence of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for blessing us this morning. Lord God, for every listening ear. Lord Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your kindness and your glory. We honor you, Lord God, for who you are. You're sovereign in our life. Lord God, and we thank you. We thank you for enlightening us. Lord God, it is you that that exposed yourself. It is you, Lord God, that caught our attention. You sent goodness, Lord God, in our badness. You sent goodness when we thought we were good. You sent goodness to let us know that we were uh, missing the mark. Lord, you sent goodness, Lord God, when we were in our filth. Lord God, and we're here today to say thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, Lord God, your goodness took us by the hand. Even when we snatched our hands away, when we turned our face, when we said no, goodness, your goodness was still there to lead us to repentance. And Lord God, so we're here today to honor you, Lord, and to say thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness, Lord, for your deliverance. Lord, you delivered from drugs. You delivered from mental illness. You delivered, Lord God, from addictions that, Lord God, that that are, are shameful. Lord God, that it, that abused our bodies, that abused our spirits. Lord God, you delivered us, Lord. Lord, and you restored us with reasonable health. You stored us with a reasonable mind, Lord God, so that we can say thank you. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless those 
Lord God, you know the, the families, Lord God, that are dealing with loss right now, those that are sick in their bodies. Lord God, you know those, oh Lord God, that, Lord Jesus, and ask that you would remember the unspoken request, Lord God, and the requests that have been made known. Lord Jesus, ask that you would bless your people, Lord God, those that are gathering together, those that have already gathered together to call upon your name, to bless you, Lord, Lord God, and we know that you reciprocate those things, Lord God, that, Lord God, that you bless in your sanctuary, which is the house of prayer. Lord God, we ask that you would bless every place where they're gathering, the, bless the preachers that are going to break the bread of life, Lord God, and ask that you would stir up the mind of those that are not righteous, Lord Jesus, that they may repent of their unrighteous ways, their unrighteous deeds, ungodly acts, and that they may be saved, Lord. Lord God, we pray and ask that you remember the backslider. Lord God, stir their mind up, stir their hearts up, oh Lord God, and draw them into your house of prayer. Lord God, we thank you for drawing the souls that you are drawing even here in this place, Lord God, that you ask that you would give us guidance, Lord. Bless us, Lord Jesus, so that we know how to go in and out among your people, how to lead them, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, Lord God. Amen. We're going to a special place today, uh, the book of Revelation. And so we'll be going there right after this particular song of worship. You know, there used to be a song say, get with the program. You know, that was a secular song, but let's get with the program. Amen.
God. In his presence is where you want to be. I don't make no assumptions about being in God's presence. But you can take your seat if you can. In the... But making no assumption that when I get up in the morning, I'm just automatically in his presence. Not making any assumptions that, you know, that I'm okay. I'm good. You know, so many think that I'm good. You know, they make that their own declaration. I'm good. You know, how you doing? I'm good. But making no assumption of anything, because the Bible is very clear. It says, pray that you be found worthy. And I know we, we have faith in the work of Jesus Christ, and as we should. He's the author and finisher of our faith. But he's the one that said, pray that you're found worthy. I believe it was Paul that said you should know how to keep your vessels. That you ought to know how, and I'm paraphrasing this, but if you, Bible students, if you go into the book of Timothy, you'll find exactly what I'm saying, the epistles, that you ought to know how to govern yourself in the house of God. You ought to know how to govern yourself at home, on the job, in public places, in private places. We all should know how to conduct ourselves because we certainly don't know the day or the time that the Lord is going to come. You might be on your honeymoon, honeymooning it up, and the Lord come. You might be on the basketball court, losing as I did. And the Lord come. You might be watching a football game. And the Lord come. Uh, you know, I, I used to, when I was taking a course in learning about drugs, you know, um, and not just from the experiences I've had, but also just learning about drugs in general. And one of the things in, uh, that, that was in the book was if God wanted me to stop drinking, he would knock the cup out of my hand. And no, he told you to set it down. Why would he come and knock it out your hand when he told you to set it down? And so we have to be conscious of, you know, it's not about your feelings. It's not about your heart. But your mind needs to tell your body what to do. Your mind tells your spirit what to do. And so you're going to have to feed your mind uh, the right orders. You know, as a programmer, I, I tell the computer, write code and tell it what I want and what to do, what it should do at, the, at a certain time, what it should not do if this is pressed. And we have to tell ourselves the same thing, what to do. And the way we program ourselves is by the word of God. I have to make this disclosure and uh, for so that everybody will understand this morning. This is not for those looking for a Coke machine experience. No, no, it's not for those that if you if you look to drop uh, a few coins or some paper uh, in the offering and, and, and your wish come true, this ain't it. No, no, no. If you're looking for a blessing, and, and we're not against blessings and, or anything of that nature. 
Uh, God's not either. But this is not a Coke machine experience where you get what you want out of it. Not on that level. Uh, it's not a genie in the bottle where you pray and, you know, rub the bottle, what, three times? And, you know, to make a wish. It's not that. This is not that kind of experience. If you're looking to make a wish and then walk away, I went to church today and I prayed and I'm walking away, you know. I remember a brother coming to service and he was, he came in, all, he was all enthusiastic and, you know, because apparently he had made some type of vow that, Lord, if you give me this job, I'm going to serve you. If you make me the supervisor, uh, if I'm selected, well, I don't think he was selected. I haven't seen him no more. And when I reached out to him, uh, it was not a welcome. He didn't get what he wanted. And it's this church is not a make-a-wish foundation. Uh, that's not what it is. Now, they are foundations, and I believe that was, is a name of foundation. But that's not what church is. And so I, I make this disclosure so that you will understand that if you're looking for the Coke machine, the genie in the bottle to make a wish and walk away, this isn't for you. This is about soul salvation. Somebody left here last night, and if they had the opportunity to come back today, I believe they would say, praise the Lord. And I don't believe they would say it as calmly as I just did. I believe they would say, worship him in the beauty of holiness. I believe that they would give their all. Like the man, the rich man that, that died and found himself in hell. And he asked if, if someone could, uh, could, could uh, Lazarus, could anybody go back and warn his relatives, warn his family members, warn his friends, don't come here because I'm tormented in the flame. If I could just have a drop of water to touch my tongue, I'm tortured where I am. I believe if he was given an opportunity, maybe, I have to put that maybe there because, because so many people have, have claimed that they've had out-of-body experiences, that they've seen God, and they have not repented of their sins. Somebody say amen. amen. So many have said that they have had a dream and a vision and that they've gone on to glory, and when they got there, uh, everybody, was, and they described something that the Bible don't describe. Mm. and they did not change their life. So I don't know if the man would have got out of and actually carried on with what he told the Lord he would do. I don't know, because it didn't happen. He didn't get out. Neither did anyone go down and give him a drop of water. Well, listen. The Bible says that the natural man, 1 Corinthians 2 and 14, says the natural man receiving not the things of the spirit of God for their foolishness unto him. Somebody think that I'm being foolish today. Somebody uh, 
think not just me, but all my gospel brothers and sisters around the world, that we're a bunch of fools. And we are, we're fools for Christ. You've been a fool. You've been a fool for the devil. I won't even go into, into all the things that the devil may have had you doing. Uh, you know, but, but, but you've been a fool too. But we're, <laughs> oh my God, thank you, Jesus. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Romans 8, 5, beginning at the fifth verse says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. And that's what we're talking about, some spiritual things. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Aren't you glad this morning that you've been exposed to life and peace? Because the carnal mind is enmity, hostile against God. The carnal mind. You know, we've all walked in carnality. And we're going to the book of Revelation, and you, you can turn there to the fourth chapter. Um, but we've all walked in carnality, and we've all acted hostile against God's word. Uh-huh. We may not have acted as openly and as demonstrative, as audible as others, but when we rebelled against the word of God, it was as the sin of witchcraft. That's what the Bible said. Rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. Uh-huh. So we uh, acted hostile against God. For it is not subject to carnal mind, it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So for those that say it don't take all of that, you don't need that, Preaching what you're talking about is old, antiquated. Uh, one, they're ignorant in their knowledge of God because the Bible has yet to fulfill. Uh, two is that uh, if you want the most current news, you can go back and read it in the Bible. Let's go to Revelation. Revelation, the fourth chapter, beginning at the first verse through the fourth verse, it says, after this, I look. You guys praying for me? Y'all pray for me, please. Pray with me. Pray for me. I want to feel your prayers. After this, I looked. And behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were a, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, come up hither. And I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit. Immediately. I, immediately I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. He that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne. Now, you've been with us throughout the book of Ezekiel. We've just ended, uh, completed the 48th chapter. This same vision Ezekiel saw 
uh, one throne. And he that sat upon the throne, the figure, it was that of a man uh, upon the throne. And he described uh, the presence. And he described the seraphims and all. Of, so he had a glimpse of what John is seeing. It said round about the thrones were four and 20 seats. And upon the seats, I saw four and 20 elders sitting, clothed in white remnant. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. I just want to take a small thought, and that was, is immediately I was. Now, I'm not very good at giving subject matters or anything. I rather, would rather prefer to just preach the word of God from the scripture. And maybe I will start doing that uh, instead of giving. But people have grown so accustomed to giving it a subject and so, but we want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And so I was, immediately, I was. There are about 64 known synonyms, expressions such as now, directly, instant, at once, promptly, quick, with urgency. The word immediate or immediately means it occurred or was done at once. You know, uh, we would say at the snap of a finger, it happened. And I, I think at a snap of a finger is still too slow for what John is expressing and what the word of God has expressed when the Lord speaks about a moment and the twinkling of an eye. Will you be able to say, immediately I was? Will that be your testimony? Will you be able to say, I was there? Many have a nonchalant, a very casual attitude about God. Uh, they're very dismissive about the will of God. I, I'm... I, you know, I don't mind being transparent uh, because if that's going to help somebody. But I don't think anyone should have a nonchalant attitude that, well, you know, God will forgive me. I can, I can just skate by with that. Or we should not have a very dismissive attitude, you know, that, well, you know, that, that's you saying that, you know, pastor, that's you. A minister that's you or whomever God may send. Uh, you know, that child says something to me, but I'm, you know, I'm just going to, uh, I'll think about it. We should not be so dismissive. Clueless and insisting God shares our nonchalant attitude, our mediocre attitude about his will. Let me help you understand something this morning. Uh, the word of God says in Psalms 138 and 2, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. So the word of God is magnified, which means the will of God is magnified above everything that there is. 
Bible said heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. Well, if you've been listening, you know that the name of Jesus is going to be done away with one day. Everything except his word is going to be done away with. And we'll see that. Stick around and you'll see that. The word immediately is used well over 184 times in the scripture to describe various actions taken. The most important action next to complete obedience will occur instantly. Let me say that again. The most important action next to complete obedience will occur instantly. No time to blink. When we talk about instant, there's no time to blink. There's no time to utter a word of offering when we talk about instant. There's no time to say, I repent. That's a, that's a long phrase to say, huh? I, I repent, or I'm sorry, or, or, or please forgive me, Lord, in an instance. The instance has already occurred. Immediately, I was. There's no time to say, forgive me. Because immediately, that instance has already, huh? There's no way that you can run and make a sacrifice in that instance. Bless your Lord God. Oh, power of the Holy Ghost, his word. There's no time to run out and recover. No time to undo that which was done. No time to do what you did not do. Well, God called me to be an evangelist and that was 12 years ago. And what have you done? Well, God called me to, to minister, to, to be a, a good brother. You know, my, my only prayer has been, Lord, bless me to be a good brother. I just want to be a faithful man unto God. There's no time to, to ask God to pardon your unfaithfulness in the instance. Oh, bless your Lord God. Matthews 25 and 10 says, and while they went to buy, bless your name, Jesus, while they went to buy, I need you to think about that. While those individuals who did not have enough, now they felt they had enough at one point. Matter of fact, I believe that they really knew that they were just barely getting by. That you know what you have. That you know what you have need of. You, you know uh, that you need to pray more. That you need to get in the word of God more. That you need to meditate more. That you need to 
worship more. That you your faithfulness is, is uh and so while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came. They didn't know when the bridegroom was going to show up. It's a dangerous, a dangerous game that, that we're playing with our lives. Because we don't know when the bridegroom is going to come up. Hallelujah. And they that were ready. Ha, thank you, Jesus. Those that were instant in worship. <laughs> Woo! Bless your name, Lord. Those that were praise, huh, my God. Those that were in tune with the word of God. Those that did not have to be concerned with doing what they had not done because they were in the midst of doing it at that moment. Those that were not walking around holding something in their heart against their brother or sister because they hurt their feelings. There's no denial that there's some things that hurt. There's no denial that there's some things that impact you and, you know. But the Bible says that just as God has forgiven you, you need to forgive others. Because if you cannot forgive others, how is God going to forgive you? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God so loved the world that included those that you dislike. That included those that you claim as being the most evil person and I'm not going to name any names, but let's just categorize it that God loved them as much as he loved you. And if you are not ready, if you don't have the testimony that says that I uh, immediately I was immediate instant death. Uh, if you don't have that testimony, you will be in the same lake that they are. That's had they not repented. Oh, bless your Lord God. And so those that were ready went in with him in the marriage. And the door was. No one else could get in. Those that went to buy. Those that went to do what they knew they should have done when they got back to the point and thought they could enter in, you know, in the movies, oh my God. In the movies, they show, and we're not talking about the rapture, we're not talking about the being caught up right now, but let me just use that as an illustration. Those in the movies, uh, the, the rapture, uh, the, the caught catching up away, occurs and you have folks that are now going to the altar. Now they're going to church and now they're trying to evangelize and now they're trying to forgive and now they're trying and, and, and there's going to be a second wave and they all, they all of a sudden the door is going to open and they're going to be able to enter in. You better read your Bible again. We'll talk about that later. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 
And if you have questions, please go to connectingtrue.org and use the uh, email me so that you can have a good understanding. Because the Bible said in all you're getting, get a good understanding. We're, we're preaching the word of God this morning so that you can and will avoid Jacob's trouble. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, immediately. What happened? What is happening with you? What you do or do not in time is a parallel to what you will do in the instance. Let me say that again. We live here on earth in time right now. And we develop habits. We as children, we had means that we picked up from our parents and, you know, and, and, and then, uh, then we're introduced to the word of God. And as we adhere to the word of God, uh, we pick up those means. We pick up the, uh, the things that we need to make habits of the righteousness of God. And so if you're not making the righteousness of God your regular instantaneous response the scripture says as a tree falls that's how it lays so whatever condition you're found in at that moment that's how you are there is no changing there is no purgatory now, I'm going to spend time in purgatory. I'm going to have all, I'm going to do all that I want to do right now, and then I'm going to get to purgatory and spend some time there, you know, and, 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 and then I'm going to come out brand new. No, there ain't no purgatory. Nope. Uh, there is no, uh, we just talked about the rich man that, uh, you know how repentant he was of the fact that he did not use his uh, the opportunity that he had uh, with Lazarus to be a good Samaritan, to be, oh my God, bless your name, Jesus. Do you know how much repentance that man was in that moment? Look, he wanted to be an evangelist. He wanted to get out and go tell somebody, don't come to this place. But it was too late. It was too late. No matter how righteous he may have wanted, uh, there's no his righteous thought. He couldn't have a, oh my God, bless your name, Jesus. If you don't have a holy mind, a righteous thought right now, my God, what makes you think you're going to want, you're going to, and all of a sudden your thoughts at that moment is going to become pure. It sounds impossible to me. We used to sing a song growing up. It was an author called Psalm saying, can you hear the spirit say, make a change? If I was you, I would make a change. Can you hear the spirit say, make a change? You you know, uh, we have to make sure that we're not watching 
soft porn, hard porn, any kind of porn at all. We have to make sure that we're not entertaining things that are going to corrupt our mind so that you can't think straight. You can't act straight. You got thoughts running through your head that you should not have. Bless your Lord. You, you, your conversation is not where it should be. And I don't mean a conversation that every time you open your mouth up, you're saying something about the scripture. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that you ought to have some control over your existence. Thank you, Jesus. So that you can be in the moment, Thank you. in the instance. Yes. Immediately, I was. Thank you, Lord. I don't think John would be able to say I was if his thoughts weren't right. And so we have to get this mind. I, I heard the writer say, how shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed to the word of God. If you're a liar, oh my God, bless your name, Jesus. If you're a liar, meaning you take the time to articulate a plan of action that does not contain the truth in order for you to get what you want, the time it took to devise the plan occurs instantly in the spirit. In your natural, it takes a few times. It takes a, you know, you, 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 oh man, I'm devising this. And it may take you some seconds. It may take you some minutes. You may rehearse it over and over again because people have done that and do that. But in the spirit, it's instant. Your spirit instantly has lied before you have even completed articulating how, see what you're articulating is the presentation of it. That's what, when, when people lie, if you ever lie, it, 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 I, I think we all have, mm. and so you realize that the lie has to be, has a certain presentation. And sometimes you've presented it and, and someone said, you lying. <laughs> he was busted on the spot. Even though you tried to, tried to, even tried to lie your way out of it after being exposed. But in your spirit, you are already labeled a liar. The Bible says you won't stand a liar. And I'm just using that as an example. A liar won't stand a, a chance in the presence of God. Psalms 101 uh, gives us insight to that. It says, he that worketh deceit shall not dwell in my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry. In other words, you're not going to delay. You're not going to linger with expectations. You're not going to wait or abide or stay in the house of God. You're not going to abide in his sight. Oh, you're going to be immediately dismissed. Now, I'm going to be really nice in my description, but if you're a cheater of any type, the same applies to you. 
let's take it a step further. The kingdom of God is the only place where non-gender, oh my God, I know I'm at to work with this one day, but, but it's very simple because the word of God is already proclaimed this. But it's the only place where non-gender is caused by an immediate change. You know, I've seen the, the new Cinderella um, advertisements. You know, let every man be persuaded by his own mind. I'm just going to say that. But you see, the what has been, what is being ushered in more and more and being shoved to say, you need to accept this. Let me tell you something. The devil is a liar and he's the father of all liars. And if you tell me I need to accept that mess, you a liar too. Bless you, Lord God. It is where mortal must put on immorality. 1 Corinthians 15, 53 says, for this corruption must put on incorruption. Talking about in the presence of God. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when this incorruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Your spiritual passport or your birth, birthification has you as a male or a female. On the record, that is on high. But so in the spirit, that is what God sees. He sees you as what you were born as. However, in the flesh of time, some claim to be a female. Others claim to be a male. And, uh, and so there is a lot of confusion, a lot of mess that it, yeah, it's messy, a lot of mess that's going on. I believe that God created male and female for a specific purpose, and that was procreation. Uh, when he made us in his image, it was for procreation. However, when we take that which God has deemed and created and then use it differently, we stop a process from occurring. Professor Romans 1, professing themselves to be wise, uh, they became fools. Uh-huh. Told you everybody had been a fool. They became fools. Hence the confusion, the depression, and inward turmoil. The, uh, the need to, uh, for mental validation for someone else or by someone that also defies the word of God. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and 
women with six arms and pot belly men and 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 uh, oh my God and people standing on dragons and all type of things. Wherefore God has given them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. For this cause, amen, for this cause, God has given them up unto vile affection. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust toward one toward another. Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was meet. Listen, you've got to understand this and be humble if you're going to be in the instance. As is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly. And as the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, many are looking to have an inheritance with God. But the Bible is plain and it tells us that uh, the earth, that which is earthly, cannot inherit that which is heavenly. That which is carnal mind uh, cannot obtain those things that are spiritually minded. Those that want to cater to the flesh cannot inherit the things that are catered to in the spirit. And so we have to change our ways in order to receive those things that are of God. When I say to receive of God, I'm not talking about to receive a car. I'm not talking about a house or some money. I'm not talking about a job or, you know, or a new pair of shoes. But I'm talking about those things that feeds the soul of man. Those things that cause you to want to dig more into God. Those things that want that will cause you to become a God chaser. Uh, and that's what we are today. We're God chasers. Uh, everybody that's listening to the word of God. Everyone that is, uh, that, is, uh, that is joining in. Everyone that have made and pressed their way into the house of God. Because sometimes you got to press your way. Uh, sometimes there's a war that is going on. And, uh, and, and I just want you to know that, that we know uh, that this area war that goes on sometimes. And so you have to press your way into the house of God. And, and so therefore you have a testimony that you pressed your way. Uh, that you made it into the heavenlies. Uh, that you made it into the place in which is called a house of prayer. And, and so then they, uh, uh, those earthly things are not going to measure up to the heavenly things. And so the Bible said, and so they have been born in the image of the earthly, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly. Uh, and so uh, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doeth corruption inherit incorruption. And he goes on to say that I, I show you a mystery. Uh, the prophet and apostles from Genesis to Revelation 
understand and accepted the word of God? Uh, do you understand and accept the word of God today? I heard him say that uh, after uh, John was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ, uh, alone, not knowing what to expect. Have you ever been in a situation where you found yourself being persecuted, found yourself in some trouble? Maybe it was some trouble that you caused yourself and you didn't know what to expect next. Maybe it's some trouble that you found yourself in for doing something right. You didn't know what to expect next. But John says that I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God, for the testimony of Jesus Christ. But he had enough sense to get in the spirit, meaning that he had enough sense to pray, meaning he had enough sense to sing songs, meaning he had enough sense to seek God. He had enough sense to cry out to the Lord. Do you have enough sense to call on the name of Jesus when you find yourself in trouble? Do you have enough sense to call on the Lord when you don't know what else to do? He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And after this, I received a message. I received a message to seven churches. And so he presented the message. If you want to know about the messages, get in the word of God. If you want to know what the messages was about, you can go in the archive of Cornerstone and listen to those messages. He said, after this, I looked, and I behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it was the trumpet talking to me, which says, come up here, and I will show you things which must be hereafter. We're looking and looking and expecting the hereafter today. Even September 5th, 2021, we're looking for the hereafter because it has not yet occurred. John said, I was praying. I was paying close attention. You need to give your undivided attention unto the Lord, just as you do for your work, just as you do for sports, just as you do for other adventures. Do you give God your undivided attention? He said, I saw a door that was open. And I heard an utterance. In other words, another revelation was on its way. Even John said I was caught up immediately in the spirit. And while he was in the spirit, he heard the voice say, come up. So saw my God, even though he was caught up immediately, he was still told you got to come up a little higher in order to see what I have to show you. Oh, my God, it's a willingness that you must have to go up where God wants you to go. So many get a touch. I've been touched by God. I remember back in the day as a child, as a young man growing up, there was a movie, a TV series, saying touched by an angel. Well, I'm here today to tell you, unless that angel touch you with a coal of fire and purge you from your sins, my God, you remain in sin. Uh, you have not arrived. The Bible tells us uh, so many are feeling a quickening and they feel that they have arrived. Uh, they had a good feeling. I went to church and I left there feeling pretty good. Well, you still haven't arrived yet because I heard the word of God say, come up. Oh, my God. Uh, I heard Elijah give this testimony. And it's a testimony for all of those that felt they felt a, a touch. Uh, felt it was a, a move 
felt they had arrived. He said the Lord passed by. And so it was a great and strong shake. It was a wind that shook the mountain. It was a wind that broke rocks. But the Lord was not there. Then I, I saw and felt the earthquake. But the Lord was not there. Uh, there was a fire. But uh, still God was not there. Then I heard a still small voice that asked him. He said that the voice asked him, that still small voice, among all the great things that was going on, it was a still small voice that asked him, what are you doing here? My God, what are you doing here today? That's the question that can be asked. What are you doing? Now that you've heard the word of God, what are you doing? The Bible said that John was told to come up, come up a little higher. You got to place your name in front of that. Place your name. Carl, come up a little higher. Uh, brother, come up a little higher. Sister, come up a little higher. In order to get some clarity, you're going to have to come up a little higher. Come up for a better understanding. Come up for a better connection. Not talking about a Facebook connection. Not talking about a Twitter feed. Not an Instagram or TikTok video, but you got to come up a little higher to see what God has to say. He said, I was immediately, I was in the spirit, and I saw a throne set in heaven. It wasn't until he came up that he saw this. I will show you things that must come hereafter, things that must be, things that you're going to need to know so that you can tell somebody else, well, the message has reached all the way down. From where John was, the message has crossed over the seas in the churches of Asia and reached over in this little place called Pomona, uh, where the word of God is being declared about things that must surely come to pass. My God, listen here. If you want to be caught up immediately, you got to be like John and be steadfast, unmovable, always abiding in the word and the will of God. You're going to have to hold on to what God is saying. You're going to have to ignore and fight the good fight of faith. You're going to have to ignore and leave those things alone that, that are not of God. You're going to have to govern yourself, maintain yourself, even in the worst situation. My God. Well, Pastor, that's, that's easy to say. It might appear easy, but some of us have been in some situations. Yes, some of us have been in some situations that we don't want nobody else to be in. Some heartbreaking situations. Some painful situations. Some slanderous situations. You know, sometimes you, you find yourself in a situation and People don't really know what, what happened or what, how it came about, but yet they have their opinion and talk about you to the point where it'll make you feel bad. You'll even be wondering around, did I, did I do that? Knowing that you didn't. I found myself in a situation one time. I had to listen to people's criticism and say things that was hurtful. not knowing what to do, feeling lost. And I was standing by myself 
And my pastor walked by and whispered some words to me that brought me to back. She said, you did nothing wrong. But it was weeks and days and before that utterance came, it felt like months. I can't tell you the time frame, but that was a re the release that I needed. You find yourself in situations like John, there were those that I'm sure had their own opinion why John was on the Isle of Patmos, as well as those that knew why he was there. Some of you have gone through some things. Why are you going through it? Know that like John, John said I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He didn't stop going to church. <laughs> Whoo, my God. He didn't stop attending service. No, he couldn't physically go, but he said I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. You need to know where your help come from. I'm, I'm, I'm closing out with, but the, the third verse says, and, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw twenty elders sitting, clothed in white remnant, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Now, you know, I remember one day I said, you know, I, I hadn't really searched it out for myself. But I mentioned the, the four and 20 elders, the 24 elders, because I've always have just, wow, that, that just wowed me how these elders, being an a, a elder, and their response to God was to bow down and to worship him to cast off the crown of life that he had given them, to place it in his presence. When I began to look at it, someone said, you know, the number, the 24 is a symbol of the priesthood. Someone else said it symbolizes harmony between earth and sky. Like that doesn't sound right. You know, there's a lot of things that a lot of philosophies and a lot of different theories and things that are said, and you have to watch out, folks, people, watch out for commentaries because every commentary is not biblically based. I don't care if they give a hundred scriptures. It doesn't mean that it lines up correctly. Matter of fact, if you really read what is being said, you'll find that they, they're varying, they have, they have, moved away from the original question and started at, but listen, those things sound pretty good. It's a harmony between, between the earth and the sky. But that doesn't line up with the word of God when Matthews 11 and 12 says, and from the days of John the Baptist until the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence take it by force. Where do you think the violence occurred? It doesn't line up when the word of God plainly speaks about the disruption and turmoil that occurs between that which is not seen and that which is seen. 
Ephesians 3, 2. Ephesians 2, 2 and 3 says, Wherein in the time past we walked, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the air. So who controls the air? Who was cast down after exalting themselves and cast out of the presence of the Lord for a season? Well, he's the prince of the air. The spirit that now worked in the children of disobedience. So now, you, you know, I told you we were all fools at one time uh, for a fool for. And so the spirit of disobedience governed by the prince of the air had us all doing things that we should not have been doing. Among whom also we had our conversation in time past, the lust of the flesh. Don't care what you was lusting after. It says the lust of the flesh, that covers it all. I'm going to say something here. I'm not saying it to be gross, but that includes those that are in beastology as well. Lust of the flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, so that cannot be it. So that, that it can't be it. The prince of the air, there is no harmony of the earth and the sky, is what I'm saying. That's incorrect. The 24 elders is an office. And a commissioning, someone said, well, the 24 represents the church. Well, the Lord already told us in, in, in Revelation, he talks about the seven churches of Asia. And it's very clear that he's speaking about the pastors, the stars, and the church. Very clear. Don't need an a interpretation for that because he's already explained it. First Chronicles 24, 1 through 19, and you can go back and read this for yourself. But it provides insight to what God honors and those that are honorable. The 24 elders represent descendants of Aaron, Moses' brother, and Miriam, sister, prophetess. Aaron was a priest. The lineage of the priesthood that were officials of the sanctuary and officials of God among the descendants both of Elzer and Ithamar. With the help of Zoda, the descendant of uh, Elizer and the descendant of Ithamar, David, the king, who was both king and prophet, separated them into divisions for the order of ministry. The 24 elders represent the administration, the ministering that was set in place. Now, there were 16 of Elger and eight of Ithamar, which makes up the 24. The 19th verse says, so I've jumped some verses, but you go back and read because it breaks it down in order for you, 1, 2, 3, 4 through 24. This was their appointed order of ministering. So uh, 
the order, you can, you can go back and read the order. When they enter the temple of the Lord, according to the regulations prescribed by them, by Aaron, as the Lord of Israel, the God of Israel, had commanded him. So the 24 elders, they were saying, well, you know, it represents the 24 churches uh, uh, throughout history. No, it represents the ministerial council that God set up. And I don't mean a council that, that counsels people. It means an order that is carried out. When we enter the sanctuary, pastors, ministers, evangelists, let me say it right, the fivefold ministry, you know, you'll find it, you know, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, teachers, uh, for the, the pastors, for the, for the edifying, listen, for the edifying, for the edifying, till we all come into the measure of the stature of the man Christ Jesus. It represents the administrative role of the minister. Are you a faithful minister? Will you? And I'm not talking about preaching the word faithful. I'm talking about, because see, when the minister, whoo, my God. Can I just talk a little bit? When the minister bless your Lord. See, when the minister enters the sanctuary, it's not for the people to stand up and applaud. I'm not saying don't appreciate your pastor. I'm not saying don't appreciate the, the work that is being carried out and the feeding of your soul. But when the minister enters the sanctuary, it is for them to serve the people, not to be served by the people. That's why getting to the sanctuary early is so important. That's why uh, sometimes you may call the pastor and the phone just ring because the pastor is in is seeking God for you for what is needed to be given on that in the next service. The pastor, you, you drive by the church and the pastor's car is at the church because the pastor is in seeking the Lord, carrying out those duties that has to be carried out to what God has commanded should be done. Are you faithful as a minister? Look, that removes your personal opinion. I'm sorry, your personal opinion. Well, I'm going to give my testimony. Sometimes your testimony is not relevant to the word of God. Sometimes you, you're, uh, the testimony, what, what people are saying is to grab the, the, the heart and play upon the emotions of others, and it's not really about the word of God. We're talking about the word of God that is going to purify, edify, until we all come into the stature, until we all come to the place where God is calling us to be. Bless your Lord. And so the 24 elders represent the administration that God established. The word of God was played. It is appointed order of ministry. 
when they entered into the temple of the Lord according to what he had prescribed to them as the Lord God of Israel commanded. Let's stick to the word of God. At least we are. I know I am. We don't need something that's going to, oh, I got a rhema word. Listen, if that rhema word is not lined back up by the scripture, then I'm not going to count that as a rhema word. Matter of fact, I, I, you know, people in grade school will try to make a, a make an F into an A. So uh, to me, if that rhema word is not, it's not, it's not lined up with the word of God, you doing the same thing. You trying to turn a, a F into an A. Bless your Lord Jesus. Mighty God. I, I pray that something has been said this morning. Will you be able to say I was? I was there. Will you be able to say I'm there? I'm there. The day is coming that the Lord is going to say we're going to be caught up. He's going to say come up, come up, come up. Bless you, Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word, Lord. If you have not committed yourself unto the Lord, I want to encourage you to find a church of truth of power near you. Be committed. Be faithful unto him. Be like the 24 elders that were commissioned by the Lord. Faithful. Be faithful. We don't read anything else about those 24 elders. I, I, and based upon the fact that they're in the presence of God, that administrative role, they must have been faithful. Bless you, Jesus. John would not have seen them if he had not been faithful so that he could have been caught up immediately. And then he still had to go up to see what God wanted him to see. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Hope to see you here or to see you caught up. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. Tell somebody, we're inside the pages. We're inside Revelation. God bless you. And just, I, I, don't, I, I meant to say this earlier. You know, we're fasting today. Every first Sunday is the fast day. Every first Sunday, join in with us in fasting and prayer. Pray and ask God to give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Pray fast for souls. You know, souls need to be saved just, just as yours. And, you know, and uh, drink plenty of water. Flush that body out as it needs to be done. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, 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 I'm quitting. I'm not done, but I'm just quitting. I'm quitting. And so listen, if you're not at a church of truth and power near you, find one, find one. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for remission of sin, you need to be baptized. You need your sins washed away. You wash your clothes, you wash your food, get your sins washed away. God bless you. We'll be back on Tuesday. Lord, say the same book of Daniel. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Those that have given, put your hands up. Bless you, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for those who support the ministry, Lord God. I ask that you bless 
The offerings that have come in, Lord God, I ask that you would, that Lord God, bless it as it's used for the further of your cause. In Jesus' name, amen. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forevermore. Pray for me as I'm praying for you. Love somebody. Love everybody.